Hello and welcome to the third episode of Be Positive, Shoot Negative podcast. This week we have Caleb Kneeman, who has an amazing body of work as well as you can see his short film, Stadiums, on his YouTube channel. We had an incredible conversation and let's hop right in. So I pass the Alaska, the Alaska Film Lab all the time. He's a cool guy. Yeah, I, I drop off. So I like develop all my stuff at home. So I drop off like my E6 mm. over there. Mm, cool. Yeah. I'm going to um, hopefully when they open, I'm going to go in and and uh, and check it out because that, that'd be really dope. Yeah, they're they're open. Actually, I like already I dropped off my film there like two, three weeks ago. So they're open, open? Yeah. Like, to so, the public? Oh, cool. Y- yeah. Like, I don't know nobody there, but I literally, yeah, I, yeah. like, I just hit them up and they're like, yeah, just drop it in. So I just walked over there cool. and dropped it off. That's pretty, it's pretty nice. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. You know what? E6 is a pain to, <laughs> to, damn, I, do, dude, I, I don't even want to try. I'm like, I just, I'm fine the, doing what I do. I was doing it. I was doing it the other day, right? I was doing it two days ago or something like that. And, um, do I have no I don't have any uh I was I was doing it and it just is one of those things where it's like a pain so much of pain in the ass because every little step you need to make sure is properly like the you know obviously you've developed so you know but like there's so many more steps and so many things you have to keep in temp that you're just like and then when they don't turn out for whatever dumb reason you're like Oh, okay, that was worth it. That was yeah. worth like what forty an hour for just. I was developing four by five stuff, so two um, of my shots that I I was developing, one of them didn't turn out. The other one did, but oh, so that's yeah, like that's a, like a yeah. You're like one shot, and that's it, and you're like uh, yeah, one one shot. Well, it's it's one shot, and it's the fact that it's ectochrome four by five. So I'm like, I don't know how much that costs per roll, but I'm just like, damn well, it. you get like ten, you get ten sheets, right? For and like yeah. 55 yeah uh-huh yeah you're right and you're like mm-hmm. yeah i would uh, be afraid already, oh dude it's it's after like i <laughs> this is completely going off complete tangent but i bought at the beginning of the pandemic like when shit was like real bad like really uh-huh. really going down i i went to freestyle and i meant to pick up hey, have you been to freestyle love that place that's where i get all my okay, stuff cool. it's like right around yeah. the corner I was going to say, it's super close to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I went there and I was like, I'm going to pick up some C41 chemicals, like a huge, a big batch because like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, so I went in there and I was like kind of rushing. I went in and I picked up E6 by accident. <laughs> and so, and I didn't know it for months because I didn't develop anything. Uh huh. And so when I found out, I was so pissed. I was like, damn it. So now yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to finish that off. And then after I finish that off, I don't know if I'm going to pick up E6 again. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I barely shoot like E6. Like I've only ever yeah. shot like three rolls and uh-huh. that's it. And I'm like, but I, freestyle yeah. had like a sale on their Velvia 50 for like $30 on their 120. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, I, and I was like, oh, I'll try it out. Dude. But, but when, when you do like, it's so magic. Like here, I'm going to show you these real quick. It's so good. It just looks so. Oh, like, that's that's really nice. I, I just I love looking at like slide film, especially in four by five, because it's the image right there in front of you, and you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Uh, where is? I have my whole binder. I think uh, it's somewhere over there. It's in my closet. I'll go grab it maybe. <laughs> cool. But um, 
yeah, so you have like a background in filmmaking, right? And like, mm-hmm. how has yeah. that like transitioned over into your like still photography? I think, you know, yeah. So since I was, oh my God, dude, I've been on this path for a billion years. I've been wanting to, to make movies uh, since I was in like eighth grade or, yeah. or earlier. Um, I started with skate videos. I never could skateboard. I, I, I'm terrible at skateboarding. I love it. I'm terrible, but that's how I started. Uh, and so I've been on this path like forever. And I think, you know, each new iteration of something I pick up um, kind of just rolls in into and helps me create for the next. So in terms of filmmaking, I think it was just always like the fact that I love storytelling uh, with images. Um, and I always love just, you know, I always just love pretty images and, and filmmaking is one of those things that uh, attracted me first because of the storytelling aspect. Um, but then, you know, you kind of s- start to get fed up with some things. You're like, Oh yeah, but if I could just do this thing real fast, real quick or whatever, I think that's kind of where it came from. It's just like, I'm bored right now. What am I going to do now? And so um, I think, you know, whether it's filmmaking where that's even like drawing or, or music or anything, I think every, creative aspect just feeds into the the next so I don't know if there's like you know one solid concrete thing that led me into doing you know film photography or whatever um but uh I, I, they're all interlinked to me so it's um yeah it's just kind of hard to like peel them pinpoint, apart without yeah, each pin, other pinpoint one yeah. uh is there like one film you draw like a lot of inspiration from when you do your, your short films? If there's like more than one, like what are they? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, well, no, there's not. I, <laughs> I like so many, it, it's, there's so many different things that I enjoy um, and so many different types of movies that I just really like watching. Yeah. Um, it's always, it's, it's about, let me see. It's like, there's so many things that could lead to a creative process. Um, and it's, it's, it's whether I see some sort of image and be like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Or, or if I see like some funny skit, I'm like, that is just outrageous. When it comes to like doing my own films, I pick off of so many different things. There's like, I mean, there's the, obviously the masters like Christopher Nolan and like Fincher and, um, all those people who you're like, Oh my God, they're literally the best in the world. Um, but, but there's things like, I like, you know, ridiculous things. Like I grew up with Austin Powers and then Wayne's world and Mike Myers. Right. Yeah. I love those. I draw a lot of inspiration from absurdity and really stupid things. Like some of my favorite things are just completely dumb. They make no sense. Like, uh, did you ever, have you seen, um, what is it? Tim, Tim Robbins. Uh, I think you should leave. Have you ever seen that on Netflix? I think so. So when I, when I, when I think of filmmaking, I'm like, you know, I think of like masters and craftsmen, like people at the the peak of their, uh, you know, the peak of their filmmaking career or whatever, or the, the, you know, the, um, but Tim, like this show on, on Netflix, Tim Robbins is like, it's absurd. They're just like little skits, uh, and he does some of the stupidest <laughs> stuff. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, it's so funny. It's so, like, 
and so so those things kind of draw on me with with my with my shorts um uh, like i've been i mean i've been i went to film schools uh so i've been doing this i've been trying to make i've been doing films for a while but um one of the first things i did when i came out here is i made this one short film called bad egg just that is completely ridiculous i think it's ridiculous it's like it starts kind of drama uh, like like a drama and then it it moves into like I think a comedy some people don't get it right away because it's it's not easy to get right away yeah. you know like if you don't know it, it's supposed to be funny you can watch it and be like whoa what's going on here like this is yeah. kind of this is dark but it's it's kind of meant to to be that way and completely flip you so I enjoy things like that um I don't know if this is answering the question whatever whatsoever no, but you know you're all good okay like yeah I mean I, like I said, I, I go through so many different inspirations from everything that it's like everything feeds into each other. Like my second short film out, out here, uh, the one I shot on Film Stadium, um, that is just completely personal and I has has nothing to do with ha absurdity. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I, I like to explore different avenues just to kind of get people to connect, I guess. Yeah, I really liked your short film, uh, Stadium. I watched it when you oh, uploaded cool. it. It was I really Thank enjoyed you. it. Thank uh, you. So you're originally from Kansas. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. How'd you end up in the City of Angels? Uh, I was, there's no chance that I was, I was not going to move here, ever. <laughs> um, I, like, I, I don't honestly know. Um, other than it was always going to happen. And I think that was mostly just because when I was growing up, um, my dad was military. Um, I watched a lot of film, like, obviously I watched a lot of films and I kind of just was like, I did a lot of behind the scenes. I watched a lot of those DVDs, which I loved. And I'm like, oh yeah, they make everything in LA. So from the, the earliest conception of like what I wanted to do, it was always like, I'm going to move to LA. Um, and so then it just, ha it just happened. I just made it happen after college. Um, and the, the stadium, that short film is, is very personal. And it's like, if anyone knows me the most, it's, you would be like, oh yeah, that's, that's Caleb. That's definitely Caleb. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it, there's, there's no choice. There's always this place. Um, and a lot of your still photos, um, they feel like they have like a cinematic feel. It's like a, mm -hmm. like when you're looking at them, um, it's like you're about to enter a story that you've never like heard before. Mm -hmm. um, is that something like you look for um, and how do you like achieve this? Uh, I don't, I guess I don't know. That's, um, I guess I just like what I like, if, uh -huh. you know, if that makes it, which is, which is like very most simple things. I feel like oh, a lot of people, say? I feel like a lot of people when they do like photography, um, like I talked to Kyle McDougal. Uh, yeah, I listened yesterday. to that. That was, that was cool. It was a good episode. And he brought up like, thank you. He brought up um, like when he was starting out, it was mostly like just shooting landscapes and like mm -hmm. looking for that perfect light and scouting it. And then as he got more into film photography, it was like, if I see something I like, I'm going to shoot it. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I feel like a lot of like a lot of people when they start out, they're always like looking for that like yeah, I want the perfect light for sure. Well, I so let me think. Yeah, 
I like symmetry. I like mm -hmm. simple things. Um, that's what draws me like very like stark, just like you focus on the one thing and there's not a lot of clutter around. Um, I, so if anything, and maybe he's kind of closer to like a lot of the stuff that Wes Anderson does not color palette wise, um, mm -hmm. which I love though, but it's, it's very just uh, simplistic straight on. Um, you can look at it and you know, you know, you, you, you have some emotion you kind of evoke. Right. So I like stuff like that. Um, I like very just kind of like simple compositions. Um, and so that, I guess that's what I look for the most when I'm, I, I guess if it, if, if it pops out, yeah, I mean, you always kind of chase light sometimes and be like, oh yeah, that the way the light falls on this object is very interesting in some yeah. sort of way. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of drawn to like the symmetry and simplicity, the simplicity of, of life and, and just ordinary kind of like mundane stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, how'd you actually get into film photography? Because um, like Jason from Granny Days, he always mm -hmm. uh, accredits you for getting him into film photography. Mm -hmm. So like. Totally, for sure. Um, you know, so I moved out. Obviously, this is beautiful filmmaking. Uh, so I moved out here and I got a job in visual effects. Um, I knew how to do visual effects in high school or high school, college. And mm -hmm. so I came out here and I was uh, really lucky. I had, there's a pretty big Kansas connection out here. Um, mm -hmm. So I was able to shadow and get into the film industry uh, by way of visual effects. So I've been doing visual effects. At that point, I was doing visual effects for like maybe about a year. And I was kind of like, oh, what, you know, what am I... Uh, I'm so bored with doing, you know, the st same thing day in, day out and whatever. So I was, this is a, kind of a weird one. I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people know. I was, I was bored at work one day. Don't tell my former employer. And uh, <laughs> we, I was looking on, on the internet. I was just like scrolling through the, I don't know, the web or whatever. And I, and I used to um, read Gizmodo a lot. I don't know if you're familiar with Gizmodo. It's a web, it's like a tech website, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember like the specifics but i remember there was this article that was like the the best resolution camera and i like cameras right i yeah. i mean we're all probably in this but like side note i made my parents get like a high eight video camera uh -huh. so like back in the day like when i was i don't know 10 just just because i was like yeah you should probably film my little brother doing soccer and so like i've always really been interested in cameras and capturing and whatever so anyway that was a complete tangent but the thing is is so i was like okay cool the best resolution camera and this article comes up about medium format and at this point i was like oh what what's medium format um and i was just reading this article on how like medium format is still like the most killer format of all formats um and cheap ways to get into medium format. And I was like, whoa, this might be kind of cool. So I ended up just getting a Holga because um, it was the cheapest way in. It was yeah. like 50 bucks, I think, on, on Amazon or something. I came with a whole kit. And so and so then I just started shooting medium format and just shooting with this Holga because I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, yeah, let me try this out. And so ever, ever since that Gizmodo article, whoever wrote that, thank you. Yeah. because uh it has informed my life in so many different ways but yeah i was just just stumbling upon it and just being like yeah let's do this let's that's like it. that's how i was like i literally freshman year of college 2017 i'm literally just 
laying in my dorm room and I'm like on YouTube after class mm -hmm. and like uh, King Jibs, have you ever? Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So he's up in the Bay Area and I, I guess one of his must have popped up. I don't know how, mm. never watched any film things and he had like thrifting. because google knows you bro google yeah i know that's what i was <laughs> and then um it literally popped up and it was like thrifting and i was like oh i'm in san francisco let me go thrifting yeah. and uh -huh. everything was overpriced but i went to ebay and totally. got a like a minolta 7000 mm. light meter didn't cool. work didn't understand that and then i got like yeah, this yeah, yeah. japanese toy camera Mm -hmm. And I used that. I just, I was pumping Kodak gold through it nonstop. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh -huh. And that's, that's, that's cool. That's like how I got into it. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you know, it, it just somehow sparks your interest some way. And then you're just like, oh, this is interesting. It's different than what I've been doing before, which is great. Like I, picking up different, it's, you know, it's fun. It, it's funny. Like, you know, picking up different aspects of creativity really, really helps out in all facets of, of your life. Yeah. I mean, I think so. It's like kind of when you're bored with photography, like, or if you ever get there, you're like, oh, this is lame. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, pick up like a pencil or something, you know, or, or like go outside and like, I don't know, look at flowers. I, any any sort of creativity is like, uh, something to do with your hands is great. I don't know. I, you know, there's, there's so many, there's so many times where I'm like, man, I'm bored. What am I going to do? And I'm like, okay, well, let me just go woodwork or something. Let me go like cut something and make a side table. And then that like kind of just kind of gets me into a different mode of creativity where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let's, I don't know. I, I don't know. That was completely like side thing, but like, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's always cool to pick up something new. And, and uh, I was actually talking to my buddy yesterday where we're like, this pandemic has gotten us in this like crazy rut. And he's an amazing artist, by the way. Like he, he can draw like no one's business and uh it's just he's just phenomenal but like you know we all we all get into that rut and uh and he was like yeah i went fishing and i was like and and it just cleared his head and it's like creativity is in so many different ways uh you can r release it right it's like even not that i have kids but like i've been talking to another person creativity is it, it can be you know parenting it can be the way you parent can be creative, you know, you have to have, you have to get your kid to do something. So, yeah. you know, how are you going to creatively get, how he doesn't want to eat cereal or whatever? Or, I don't know. Anyway, that's a complete side note, but uh, I ramble sometimes. You're all good. Uh, developing and scanning at home, there's always like a significant learning curve, regardless if it's C41, E6, black and white. What is yeah, some totally. advice you can give someone who is just starting out in home development? Uh, was there some mistakes that happened with to you when you were starting out? For sure. Um, yeah, if you want to get into it, just do it. Just start. Uh, don't think about it. Just, just go. Um, it is not as scary as people make it out to be, I think. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, you're dealing with chemicals and you're, you're going to make mistakes. And, you know, there's a billion forms online uh, all telling you, uh, some way to do it. And, you know, sometimes I, I would, I would just say like, pick away and do it, you know, um, just go forward with it, follow a video on YouTube, follow, I don't know, you know, a, a, a Reddit thread or something. And just kind of, there's so many different ways, 
just pick one and go. And then you can refine your process after that. Um, and yeah, and just have fun with it. Cause you know, yeah, it can, man, it can read, lead you down a rabbit hole that just is a pain and, you know, frustration, but you know, don't let that, don't let that deter you. I mean, it's, it's cool. You can do stuff that, you know, you can't do at labs. So, um, you know, like I do a lot of bleach bypassing. I do a lot of, I do a lot of polling, like my videos, you know, I, I, I just, we, you obviously can do those at labs, but you know, it's, have it you, takes a little bit more, you know, costs a little bit more. But. Have you ever done like, uh, so when I'm, we have a dark room at the university and um, I don't know what got in my head, but I thought it would be a cool idea to do like Fujifilm C200, but in black mm-hmm. and white chemicals. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's cool. Have you ever tried that? No, I haven't tried that. What did, how did it turn out? It comes out like tin type. Like old. Oh, really? Yeah, like oh. it came out like bronzy. Uh-huh. But don't okay. scan it at like I know you have an Epson scanner, so yeah, yeah, yeah don't sure. don't scan it. Um, like how I scanned it with mine was I just scanned it in color. Mm-hmm. Some are gonna come out like completely like uh, crap, mm-hmm. but like yeah, yeah. if if some come out looking like you took it on an old tin type camera, so mm-hmm. it's like if That's you like cool. that if you like that look, definitely try it. I mean, I like experimenting. Uh, yeah it, yeah so i i will i'll definitely have to try that i i yeah not that this has anything to do well no it kind of does i so a few months ago i completely messed up i completely botched uh, the, uh pushing film i i i went to venice beach or whatever and i had 400 portrait 400 in in my um in my camera and i was like you know let me just i'm gonna just i don't know i'm gonna play around i'm gonna just i'm gonna push it um but then, but I, but I did my calculation wrong. I, I'm so used to polling film that I, I overexposed and not underexposed. And yeah. so I developed everything and it turned out terrible because like I overexposed it and then I, and then I pushed it. And so it was just completely washed out. And I was like, oh, but these images could be so cool. So then I turned them black and white and I was like, oh, this is kind of dope. Yeah. I was thinking about doing a video on that because that's, That'd everyone cool. messes up and, yeah and everyone needs to like yeah everyone messes up and it's and and we need to like show people that we mess up yeah there's that's one thing like you never everyone's always like whenever you go and watch a youtube video like on whatever it's like this mm-hmm. is like the perfect way to do it and no one ever yeah. shows like how did they get to know it was the best way right oh yeah exactly like testing testing and just playing around there and and sometimes it's hard too because like especially with developing when you're going into developing you know there's so many steps that could go wrong there's a billion steps that could go wrong right so like like this stupid role mm-hmm. right so this is completely blank this is i spent i spent so long developing the other day and got one shot like i spent three hours and one like all of my roles just turn, and i'm like what the hell yeah i think it was most likely because my camera's broken, so I need to fix that, which sucks. But you'll that that happen will so that will happen so many times that you just you the role doesn't turn out. Or like I did a Jason and I went up to Ventura, you know, forever ago. What it seems like, um, and I took Portra eight hundred and shot eight hundred up there, right? And then I developed it in chemicals that 
were too old. And so everything turned out green. And at first I was like, so pissed at myself. I'm like, this is what the hell, man, you should have, you, you, sh- you should have just got new chemicals. You should have, you know, yeah. but then I was like, ah, that's an interesting, it's interesting. Yeah. Sure. The highlights are cooked, but like, I don't know, you know, it's a kind of a cool look. It's, and so I don't know, it, it, there's things like that, that just kind of like happen. The first few years of me doing this was, I mean, I had the Holga camera and the flat, I was just looking at my camera and the flash uh, and just taking weird photos and just like playing around. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. Dem- de- developing is, which is definitely one of those things. Like there's so many times where like it's either the temperature's off. And so then you got to go down that route. Ra- like, okay, these turned out green. Why? Okay. I don't know. Maybe it was the temperature control. Maybe it was too uh, like little, uh, just a little too uh, long in the developer or a little too short in the developer. Yeah. Which also other side note that no one ever says to anyone, at least I, I when I was, starting developing i don't ever remember anyone telling me you develop for what three minutes 30 seconds is that right or is yeah it for no, Cine, three so minutes, 30 seconds. yep yeah. and then do you right. so that's the developer that's the developing time yeah except for you keep putting rolls through it you have to up the time yeah i found no this tells like, you that i found a form for mine because i was like really nervous because like yeah i was like trying to figure out like ends up being like two dollars per roll if you develop at home mm-hmm. versus like mm-hmm. spending twenty dollars at a lab and i was like trying yeah. to figure out like it says like you have to increase it but someone i'll send you the link but someone yeah, yeah. sent like a filled it out and they did like five rolls of tests and they got it honed in to where you get 20 rolls every single time from Sydney still and it has Dude, the times yes and it has like all the pushing and pulling times and all that too yeah dude send that to me send that to me i need that yeah that that's such an important process that no one tell no one ever says there they just tell you how to do it but they don't be like oh by the way when you get to like you know roll five add what i don't even know what it is and maybe like four minutes yeah yeah add add some more time for the developer and you're like okay cool. Well, I wish I would have known that for the first 20 rolls I put through. Yeah. So I think that's probably, I was on, you know, people cause, cause they can, they say, Oh no, you can extend your chemicals, but they don't yeah. tell you how to extend the chemicals. They just yeah. say you can do it. So, you know, if you just go through and do it then, and I think that's where I, where it turned out wrong. Like I was pushing, I think at that point when I was doing that, um, that when we went up to that Ventura trip, saw all those green shots. I think what I did was I got to roll, I got to like, yeah, develop roll 10 and i just didn't do the proper calculations and i just put it in for 330 and it came out and it was like high legs were cooked and you know so it's like it was yeah. either that or my temperature was off like i had that same with me it was portrait 800 on my first batch it was like roll 12 but it was also expired so i think that mm. might have been and i started freaking out i was like oh no i did something wrong and then i've after i poured everything out like threw it yeah. all away and everything and i was like I, uh, you're an idiot it was expired and mm, like so then yeah. I, was, I was like uh that because i thought i grabbed the new roll of portrait 800 mm, and it wasn't mm-hmm. it was the expired one and like well, how, how expired because i'm 2000 2000 so i had to like i had the is i shot it like at 200 mm-hmm, yeah, yeah 
I got like one or two good pictures because I went to the abandoned LA Zoo up in Griffith Park. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. So a lot of it was like contrasty. So mm-hmm. that might have been a huge effect on it. Totally. Um, in 2018, you had an interview with uh, Jason on his channel in New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if you remember that. Was a that. Fun trip. Oh, uh, I remember that trip. That was a very fun trip. <laughs> uh, he asked you how many cameras you currently own. Uh, and you answered 11. How many do you currently own and what are your favorites? Okay, so are we are we talking exclusively film? Are we talking no, digital? Whole, are we talking everything? This is this is disgusting, by the way. This is this is terrible. Uh, I actually, yeah, so I counted the other day. Um, I have something around 27. That's not bad. I, is it though? No, okay, so personally, I feel like I just sold three of my cameras. I sold a Mamiya 500 TL, but uh-huh. I like the M42 mount because it, count- uh-huh. it has like this weird haze on it. So I got rid of that, yeah. and then I sold my SX70 Polaroid uh-huh. Model 3. Yeah, and yeah. And then um, what was the other? Oh, I sold my Holga. I had the TLR Holga. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. I was like, I'd rather just get a normal TLR at that point. Yeah. Um, so now I only have three cameras and I feel like I don't have enough, but like when I, yeah, but I know people that have like 60 or 70. That's okay. Okay. Maybe, you know what? You're making me feel a little bit better then. <laughs> yeah. There's like, I know people that have a lot of cameras versus like, like when someone says 27, I'm like, okay, do you shoot all 27 though? Yeah. No. So, you know, it, 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 they just accumulate. Right. Yeah. Um, so my very first camera was actually, I sold my Xbox 360 um, <laughs> back in the day in college. Cause I was like, you know what? I could play call of duty all day or I could sell my Xbox, get a camera. And I think that might be a better investment. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought a, a Canon, what is it? 60 D. Um, it's, it's, you know, DSLR or whatever, but um, yeah. so I bought that. So that was my very first one. But then after that, you know, you just kind of like, you know, A7S comes out. You're like, oh, uh, cool looking filmmaking camera. Maybe I'll get that. And then, you know, just new things come out and you're like, oh, well. And I have this really weird thing. I like, I'm a tactile person. I enjoy uh, process and I, and, I, and I personify uh, objects way too much. It's, I don't know if this is healthy or not. But um, it feels bad if I sell them something. Like if I sell like one of my cameras, I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. Like really? it's my baby. I, I mean, I'm going to have to get over it. I'm at some point I'm going to ha- definitely have to get over it. Um, but I don't think I have, I sold a camera. I don't think I've really sold a camera. Not yet. No. Oh my God. Now I feel Not bad. Yet. You're making me feel bad. I've had no, like no, 11, no, no, no. I've had like 11 cam- film cameras in my entire three years. I've been doing this. Right. And I end up selling them because I don't use them, or I like, I have no, a, so much better. That's see, that's I get good. A, I get a Canon A one right right now. Yeah, yeah. And I have a lens coming in today. I got a twenty eight yeah. millimeter lens, and nice. I have the Nifty Fifty on it. Yeah, uh huh. And then I have an Olympus Zoom one fifteen. Yeah. And those are my thirty fives. I'm excited. Love it. But yeah. I, I keep on on eBay. I check eBay every day, and it. Don't look oh, at eBay. Don't do it. Exactly. <laughs> and I keep on getting suggestions for Olympus XA. And I'm like, 
uh, I want one, mm, but like maybe. <laughs> yeah, I like I want a rangefinder, but then I'm like, uh, but I don't want to take away from shooting the Canon A1. So I'm like, dude, dude. Okay, so this I, I feel you, and and then I'll, I'll just say a lot of those are are like terrible point and shoot cameras too. They're you know I, one of my second video or whatever was me opening uh, a box of just a yeah. box. like, you know when it when when you can get like a bunch of cameras for eleven bucks, it's like, why not? You know why why not? But I'm surprised you shot the APS camera. Oh that, yeah, dude, that's terrible. It's such a good, like, it's a such a good construction though. It's so depressing. It's so um, depressing, me. I my mom anyway. has this big box of like old negatives, and like ninety percent, ninety percent of it's APS. Oh yeah. And I'm like, yeah. why did you ever own this? You could have just gone. You could have just gone then. <laughs> A normal 35 could have just gotten a normal 35 you know okay so to go back to that that APS they're not APS the um X-A's. the X-A's are good they're good they're good little cameras they're they're like yeah I enjoy I mean I didn't buy this one um and this is not part of my list by the way because it's my buddies but um they are they're good little rangefinder cameras this is this is how I decide if I'm going to buy another camera or what camera I'm going to buy this is my little thing right so for me to not feel so bad about myself, it has to have a function that is different from a different, from another camera. So mm-hmm. um, I have what my Minolta X 700 mm-hmm. uh, in 35 land. I have that. And then I have my um, Canon EOS one N. Those are two different cameras. Those are like, yes, they're 35. Technically they'll give you the same negative, but you know, one, is just an SLR that is super manual, doesn't have a DX code. You have to load it yourself. You have to rewind it yourself. So I can shoot weird films that don't have DX codes or films that might you might need to be a little bit more sensitive, like stuff yeah. you roll yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, and that is why I use my X700 a lot is because I, I do a lot of rolling of my own film. But the EOS 1N takes new glass, takes that new Canon glass. It takes, um, you know, one over eight thousandths of a second shutter speed. And it's just, it's a workhorse, you know? So those two are kind of in different classes for me and I use them for different reasons. Uh, like I, when I went to India, but what, a year ago or whatever, like mm-hmm. I took that cause I knew that is going to just, just get me some amazing shots. I'll be there. I'll be able to, um, you know, i be in the moment a little bit more. It has that autofocus. I'm not afraid to use autofocus sometimes. So it has that autofocus and I'm, and I can, and I can rely on it. Um, and I got some really beautiful images of that. So that's like kind of how I, you know, I, I go about buying a new camera if I'm about to buy a new camera or something like that. Like it needs to fulfill a different need than something that I have. Do you still have your, uh, did you get your Pentax back? Your six, seven? <sighs> no. It's uh, gone. It's like not, it's not, no, it's not gone. I, I was a little, <laughs> no, it's, it's not in my possession. It's still getting fixed. Last I heard, apparently they need to source a part from Japan or something. I don't know. They're not the most communicative uh, of, you know, people. So I have to, I have to call them like every two weeks and say, Hey, what's going on with my camera? I'm gonna buy. I probably am gonna buy a camera today. I'm thinking. I was thinking about it last night. I'm gonna buy a camera today, but it's because, like, dude, I need like the only medium to because both of my Pentaxes are dead. 
See, those are my dream well, cameras, the Pentax 6.7. But then I see the price tag on it, and I'm like, that's yeah. rent. It's it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I got mine at a steal because of, you know, back in the day, no one yeah. really knew, knew what that was. Like, I got a, a, a pretty amazing deal online. So I definitely understand that. Um, but, um, you know, like, the only I think the only medium format I, I – own at the moment other than the holga which i don't take out often is my yushika a so yeah. i'm wanting I'm, I'm but that's a square format i don't always like shooting that I, i'm wanting my my medium format like my six seven uh format or actually thinking about getting a six nine so i'm the fuji I'm wanting, six, nine. Like, yeah i've been looking at that thing for like two years and i same. don't know why i haven't same it's, it's amazing it, i mean it looks amazing i haven't used it but uh it looks it looks great and it would have a different function when I get my six seven back. See, <laughs> win, go. win, win. Oh my gosh! But yeah, um, yeah. I'm thinking about saving up for a six nine, definitely. Yeah, I was while I was laying in bed last night. It's getting a little personal. Um, no, I I was thinking about that camera, and I'm like, you know what? Do it, dude. Just do it. Do it because you, it's gonna be you're gonna you're gonna love that. I think you're gonna love that format. And then all these images started popping into my head of stuff that I could take with that, and just like that aspect ratio on medium format, and just thinking like I just saw light. I just saw I don't know shadow. I, I mean, when I first started all of this filmmaking and everything, like I'm I'm a visual person since the beginning of time. Even learning, I'm a visual person. I know that about myself. I know you know sure would i like to read books every single day yeah but that's not how i learn <laughs> i can't learn that way yeah um and uh and so like i think visually first even when i'm doing a screenplay or i'm writing something down like i have to visualize and map out that world in my head before mm -hmm. i can put words down because that's just how i work yeah so i was just thinking of like all of the stuff that i could potentially make with that format and i was like that just it started to excite me and then you're like you know what after the interview bro just, just do it. Buy it yeah we'll, we'll see i've said that for two years so well let me yeah. know because <laughs> well, i will yeah i really appreciate you coming on like yeah thank you problem, definitely want to do this again because there's totally. a couple more questions that i have and really yeah. appreciate it totally but, no problem hey, no problem at all definitely let me know if you get that camera and let me know how i will is. I will. I will. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Thank you cool. so much. Well, thanks. I mean, yeah, no problem. Thanks for, you know, hitting me up and seeing if I could uh, come on and whatnot. It's, I, I, I definitely appreciate it. I, en I enjoy uh, nerding out and talking about stuff like this. So yeah, as we probably all do. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun uh, nerding out with Caleb for a while. Definitely would love to have him on again. You can watch his YouTube channel, Bad Flashes, as well. Find his work on his Insta at Caleb Kneven and his website, calebkneven.com. Thank you for listening, and stay safe out there.